Hello everyone, welcome to the Elevate Your Soul podcast. Today's episode is all about eating disorders and your relationship with food and your body and fitness. I interview Jade Dallas. She is a health and movement coach that helps women who struggle with emotional eating transform to create food freedom and live a life they fucking love. We go over ways in which eating disorders start and what they're really about, what we're trying to achieve when we have these disordered eating habits, where this struggle and this lack of self-worth may come from and how to overcome that and how to create a better relationship with food, your body, and your fitness. If you want to get in touch with Jade or me, you can find me on Instagram at arel.hog.love or you can find Jade on her website at thejadedallasway.com. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Jade, welcome to the Elevate Your Soul podcast. Thank you so much. Excited. Excited to be here. (laughs) Thank you for joining us. First question I have for you is what elevates your soul? Hmm. It's a really beautiful question. Uh, For me, speaking my truth always elevates my soul. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel it's just a really powerful opening to just really yeah speak what what comes you know what comes out of our heart and um it's yeah it's empowering empowering to do so and in in that process it it elevates me (laughs) to uh yeah Yeah. to that next level I guess for sure so the topic today is on eating disorders anything and everything about eating disorders um I want to ask you can you tell us a bit well, me as well, because I don't know you that well yet, and the <laughs> listeners about your own personal journey with your relationship with food and your body and how your eating disorder came to be. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I'll take you back about eight years um, from today, really. So that was when I first started in the fitness industry as a personal trainer. Um, I qualified in... Wellington, um, which is at the the bottom of the North Island, Windy Wellington, Yay, and it's a lived in Wellington for like six years. Oh wow! I think I actually saw some photo or some videos of you recently flying into Wellington. It's just that you know yeah, you never fly it. into Wellington. You never fly into Wellington, and it's a smooth landing. It's always this. <laughs> I wonder. Where, did you um, grow up in Wellington? No, I actually um, grew up in Nelson. Okay. So that's the beautiful little place right at the top of the South Island. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Wellington was where, gosh, I was based in Wellington for about four four years. Wow. All wow. up. Um, but I love Wellington. Absolutely yeah. love Wellington. Such a beautiful, beautiful place. So yeah. many things going on. Um, a lot of things to do. Beautiful outdoors. I'm a big outdoor adventure nut. So all of the all of the running and <laughs> biking and all of the goodness um so yeah definitely checked all my all my boxes and 
yeah, I I had graduated through um, NZIS, which is a New Zealand Institute of Sport as a personal trainer, and kind of just like delve into the fitness industry. And I guess for me, as someone who has always been, I guess, kind of traveling, I, I traveled as soon as I left school and <laughs> I fell, I know, right? I fell in love with it. And I, I really, I guess, thank my parents as well for, you know, just not have, putting that pressure on me to go to university just because everyone else was doing it. Yeah. For me, I really didn't know what I wanted to do when I left school. So I was like, I'm going to go travel. Yeah. And, you know, do all those awesome, amazing experiences. And I'm so grateful for that. But I guess for me, coming back to New Zealand after about two years of traveling, I'd never really had a, I guess, you know, a proper job or a job that I felt, you know, defined me. I've always worked a lot. I worked in hospitality when I traveled and loved hospitality and just had such a good time. But it was quite a big step for me. Um, I guess becoming a personal trainer, I just felt really just really proud and, and I, I was so passionate about it um I was so was the passionate part about being a personal trainer that drew you towards that career yeah I was I've always been very active I've always been very sporty yeah. and I've always had a really deep desire to help people in mm -hmm. in some way and for me the idea of helping people with their their fitness and just you know doing things that are going to be serving them, their body, their, their health, um, yeah. just really, really excited me. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I was just like, yes, like, oh, this is amazing. I just was so excited. And I, I quickly, um, yeah, really fell in love with the job itself. Um, but I guess for me, the, it was kind of like the first time that I was learning about nutrition and uh, I, you know, learned in the sense of, the more exercise I was doing because I guess doing sport majority my whole life it was never really around the way I looked it was always like uh, I guess group you know activities I was a rower it was team and it was like you know winning a race kind of thing not so much as how you looked so for me about the way you felt yeah exactly yeah. all about the, the the feeling and yeah, I guess for this first time, suddenly, you know, changing my body, I, I, I did lose, you know, a, a bit of weight, and I was toning up, and, you know, started to get all these compliments on how I looked, and it was kind of like this addictive kind of thing that I kind of fell into, yeah. where I really found that because I was really um, I guess for me, the biggest thing that I, I did struggle when I started off in the fitness industry, even though I was loving the job, I was comparing myself to every other trainer around me. Yeah. And what that did is, you know, one <laughs> completely ru ruins your self-worth. And I was, you know, always looking at, I'm not qualified enough. I need more certifications. Right. Um, I'm not smart enough. And it really created a lot of just, yeah, lack of just not feeling good enough as a personal trainer. And I quickly turned to looking at my body as being my identity, right? So if I didn't look the part, people wouldn't want to train with me. Yeah. And yeah, I guess that kind of, you know, I fell into really restricting um, a lot in the sense of just, just food. I was, you know, labeling food as, as good and bad and, it was always just like that restriction, like how can I cut out um, food? Um, I was training, training a lot. Yeah. And I guess for me, just becoming so obsessive with this, you know, this diet 
diet mentality, which is, you know, embedded in yeah. the in the fitness industry. It is all about how you look and the the the, the diet culture, you know, feeds on our insecurities, right? Feeling that we, yeah. we need to look a certain way because we're not good enough as, as we are. And yeah, that, that kind of was, I guess, the, I think it was about two years um, that I was in this kind of very heavily restriction. Um, How long did it take for you? Like, so you, I guess you finished high school, you traveled a bit and then yeah. you settled down, you found that you were passionate about you know, becoming a personal trainer and then you mm. studied the nutrition and I'm sure with a lot of personal training, when you're learning about that career, you're learning a lot about food as well, like not mm. exercise. And how long after like learning about the whole calories in, calories out, look the part, people are going to want to train with you. If you yeah. look a specific way, finding your identity through the way you looked, how long did it take for you to get in a place where you were like, I, my relationship with my body and my food is unhealthy. Like how long did that take to, um, from when you started learning and training to become a personal trainer until you found yourself in an unhealthy position? Yeah, I'd say, I mean, it was pretty, if you look at it as a whole, like it was pretty fast. I would say in the first year, um, I was very much just looking at completely just the control, the control, the control, um, you know, becoming a personal trainer, we focus on nutrition, but not in a, in a broad, like it's very broad. We don't go into a lot of, I guess, detail. Yeah. Um, but so for me, I was, I've always been such a foodie. I've just always been so passionate about food. I've grown up in a very, very food, foodie family. My father's a gluten-free and paleo baker. My mum is like the most just goddess of cook, clean cooking. Um, so for me, just um, being able to kind of control and eat, like, you know, and, and eat in such a more restricted way was suddenly just like, it was obsessive. Yeah. And I would, I would say, yeah, that the year, the first year um, that I was a personal trainer in Wellington, that really kind of overtook me. And it was that all, all or nothing mindset as well, right? Which definitely yeah. I feel leads into a lot of um, eating disorders. Again, not all eating disorders, you know, stems from dieting, but I really do feel, I think, you know, it's, it's definitely a huge part of how we fall into this eating disorder um, realm. What is a huge part? of falling into it? Sorry. Just the, the diet, the dieting, the, the deprivation, right. the, 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 yeah, just, Starving your body of the nutrients yes. that it needs. <laughs> 100%. Especially when, when you're training on top of that, right? Your brain and your body is going to go into starvation mode. Um, yeah. And I guess, yeah, for me, the, the tipping point, um, I guess, of when my kind of eating disorder really blew up was when I moved to London um, with my partner at the time and we both um, found work as personal trainers yep. in London. And I landed this like insane job. Like it was like a fluke kind of like, how has this happened kind of thing. We were out one night and we met some people who had said their friend was looking for personal trainers. You should go down and um, yeah, interview for this role. And I interviewed for this role. It was this beautiful um, little bespoke personal training studio by Hyde Park. And um, I had got the job. I did a couple of days, like kind of interviewing, and you always do a physical interview. Yeah. Obviously, you're doing the personal training um, job, and 
it was this, I guess, this very high end kind of clientele place that I really didn't didn't know, didn't know at the time. And um, just to give you an idea, like the likes of like Hugh Grant and Jennifer Lawrence. Um, were you know the, the the kind of clientele that we dealt with the the studio wow. um, owner was actually training Jennifer Lawrence for her Hunger Games. It was the start of the Hunger Games, oh, wow. and I just I just freaked out. I I freaked out. Firstly, like yes, I was excited, like I'd got this job, but immediately I just went into like freak out mode. That like, like I'm not like a hundred percent. It was like, like who am I? Like who am I? <laughs> with me <laughs> yeah like like I was just I was just freaking freaking the fuck out and um I don't know if we're allowed to swear on on this I generally yeah, go for it. <laughs> keep the f to a minimum but um yeah it was just imposter syndrome I was like I'm not good enough um my my partner at the time hadn't secured a role and he'd been like in the fitness industry for like 12 years and I'm like this is this is this is wrong like I'm a new personal trainer I have I have fuck all experience like this yeah. is this and I just I just started freaking out and um the stress like I'd never been through I'd never experienced stress on that level ever before and um I had again you know been in a very heavily restrictive phase we'd been in Thailand for um six weeks where I had literally starved myself for six weeks um and what it was just this whole like I need to look good on holiday um right in this you know just needing to feel I think I'd put on a little bit of weight and just that that, because you were like in a bikini for a lot of that or yeah yeah definitely and it's just this I think the sense of control right we've got to look at when we kind of put ourselves on these diets and um just looking at really getting curious around what's actually happening in our life because you know when we put ourselves on a diet it is a sense of control did you feel very out of control in in a sense in that time yeah a hundred percent very much so this eating element right it was like oh this is something that I can actually take control of that'll give Um, you security and that feeling of certainty right mm, absolutely absolutely So yeah, this kind of suddenly being knee deep in this role that I felt totally unqualified for, um, wasn't I wasn't good enough, um, didn't have enough qualifications, and I just started to to turn to food as this this way of coping with my my stress. Did you and continue working at this place? I did. I continued working. Um, it was I, I managed. <laughs> I managed. I was. I went. I think for about three to four months and I was very transparent like I, I really did talk to the owner and just explain to him like what I was going through I was just like I don't feel like I'm right like you know literally just not qualified enough and he's just like we hired you based on your performance who you are Jade like yeah. you're here to learn you are a new trainer but you're here to learn and yeah. I just couldn't take it on board <laughs> Wow. And, worthiness issue, right? Oh, humongous. That's been the biggest healing piece for me. This whole, yeah, being enough and this, this self-worth, which is, you know, obviously it's not from just this one experience. It is a condition yeah. from, from the long, long, you know, ancestral. Yeah. Huge. Um, but yeah, the stress, the stress just, really tipped me into this binge eating um, disorder that just completely blew up. And I was, um, I guess, 
taking back control of the binges with with um believe like you know making myself sick i wasn't i wasn't using extreme exercise to to i guess you know obviously there's different ways to take control of a of a binge you know there are sometimes people that will prefer to kind of go do high intensity exercise to mm-hmm. take back control of, of their their out of control experience with food but for me it was the the bulimic kind of tendency like just um yeah purging yeah did you feel so when your eating disorder tendency started did you binge and purge straight away or was it more the restrictive type it was a bat- it was battling between the two um because i think naturally when you start to feel out of control with just your food you yeah. immediately try and put yourself back on the diet because you know yeah. that really does feel like you know that the, the best way to, to which was to restricting yeah the restriction right. and naturally when we you know if we are in a state of stress or we are really just struggling in some way like you know starvation and putting ourselves on the diet is just going to lead to more of the the binge um you know emotional kind of eating habits and it really yeah it really it really did a a doozy on me and this is obviously the first kind of time it had really hit me before I'd never really experienced binge eating or bulimia ever and I just had no I was just like what is going on um and I I did end up leaving um the job I said I had to I just couldn't I couldn't do it um and I and I quit and for me it was just this pinnacle of um such utter failure like I felt like the biggest failure um and was incredibly just you know there's so much self-hate and I was incredibly hard on myself for a really long time and I actually chose chose once you quit the job were you um did you just take a break from work in general for a while yeah, I was seeing, I saw a therapist um, in London, um, more of just kind of like counselling, never really, never really like had any kind of big breakthroughs. It's always such a personal thing. I really feel, you know, if we see a therapist or counselling or a coach, it's always, yeah, it's always some people work and some people don't and, and that's okay. Um, yeah. But for me, yeah, this this for one didn't really work and I ended up taking up um about probably two months um uh, out and I went and actually spent time with my mum and she was in the States at the time. Oh, nice. And yeah, I just I, I really just she was in San Francisco. We were in San Francisco and oh, wow. Palm Palm Springs. Oh wow, beautiful area. Yeah. Oh it was yeah, the the actual places were just incredible. Wow, so, did you find did you find having that break from your career and being closer with your mom or just having that time in general, like so much more time to yourself. Do you find, did you find that that like, um, ramped up the eating disorder habits, like made them worse? Or do you find that that calmed them down and your eating disorder got better from taking this time off? Yeah, it was a really interesting, really interesting time. Um, because I, I was kind of struggling on such a level and, at the time my my myself and my mother just we were weren't exactly 
in not necessarily a good place, but we kind of had struggled in the past with our relationship. And I really thought it was going to be this, this healing experience, but it turned out just to be a really, really, really hard kind of few couple of months. And yes, I like, <laughs> healing experience in, in the hard kind of way. Not yeah. <laughs> it was good. It was good at the end. It was good at the end, but I do recall like, you know, those, those that, that period of time, like I was still set in the diet mentality. I was like, okay, what is gone wrong I need to get back into clean eating and like you know just getting back to that kind of almost restrictive mode again because straight away I was like I need to lose the weight like that 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 was all that was that I was thinking about Um, like I have no career anymore I have no self-worth my boyfriend mm -hmm. And then you restrict, and then you're like, I'm freaking starving. Like, I'm not feeling my body. And then you're like, oh my God, I need a binge. And then you binge, you're like, yeah. oh, shit, what do I just do? I need a purge. It's a toxic fucking cycle. It it's really is. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. But it literally took me that, that, that huge kind of fail, fail. I've failed. I was like, I'm not going back to the fitness industry. I'm like, I'm done. I'm done. I've failed, and I'm going to go pursue, um, you know, something anything else but just not that right um and then I ended up being kind of corporate for like three years I was doing sales you know I was all about um just building relationships with people and have always enjoyed customer kind of face-to-face roles um and yeah did you know really well in the jobs that I was doing but I just always had that kind of you know my soul was just dead. I just felt like I had no purpose in the jobs because that I was you weren't, doing. you weren't enjoying that corporate job, that corporate No, no. no I just right. never felt aligned with, um, with any right. of the roles that I was doing. Right. And I was still struggling a lot, right, with my sense of self, like right. not feeling good enough. That this story, this disempowering story of, of just not feeling enough. And so um, with those feelings of not feeling enough and not feeling like you were you know, doing your dharma on your path of your life purpose, why you're, why you're here. Did you feel that then that eating disorder was still there? You still have those eating disorder tendencies that whole time? I feel like they were there. Um, I definitely, I guess, you know, I obviously still had this whole personal training like background and, you know, knew how to kind of get back on to restricting and, and exercising in a certain way. And I feel like, you know, it really was for me, this, the stress, right. We never stress kind of really hit home. That's when I was struggling um, with the, you know, the, the binge eating disorder kind of came up the worst at those times, but otherwise it was just something I really just, I wouldn't say managed. I'd say I created a lot of rules for myself um, and I think, you know, we're talking to you a little bit about just this orthorexic kind of tendency um, mm. that I feel I really kind of um, embodied let, a lot. Can you let the listeners know what orthorexia is? Because it's not so, a very common word. Yeah, yeah, no. So orthorexia is this this desire to always have like perfect control over your, your food um, with a, a sense of like 
having to be clean like you're you're, you're really like the, the the attention into your food is just like an extreme an extreme level so you always have to eat clean yeah. um and it's always a huge thinking about what you're gonna have for the next yeah. meal and make meals for sure clean you won't dare to yeah. have like you know takeaway food it's all yeah strongly about control yeah yeah, I get 100%, huge, yeah. huge control and, you know, needing to have like, you know, nuts and, and like, got to have proteins and fat together or fiber, like, you know, ensuring you've got these three components in every meal and, um, it's just, it like, just like, uh, like numbers and, and diagrams and graphs. It's no longer like, <laughs> you know, fuel and enjoyment and pleasure. No, no. Again, just this whole kind of yeah control right trying to control this this yeah. this piece but i think it's one of those things where um it can sometimes be i think it can be confusing right because we all know how good it feels to eat well mm-hmm. and i really embodied like healthy eating i loved eating healthy yeah. like i felt good i i was vegetarian um and vegan probably like on and off for about 3 4 years and yeah because I was always training a lot, I actually tended to get very, very low in energy, um, was anemic um, a lot of the time, and I refused to like eat meat, and I was always just like tuning out and not listening to my body, right? And I had yeah. such, such cravings for meat, but I'm like, no, I'm a vegetarian, I'm not eating meat. Right. Um, right. Because I was on this, like, you know, this heavy, like, you're only eating vegetables and it's good for, for you. For sure, it's it comes back to control. For the planet. Right? Yeah. Oh, you're not allowed eating meat all of a sudden. Now you're not allowed eating dairy, and now you have to work out this hard, and now you need to yeah. eat too much. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So the controlling, the controlling element was was definitely. Do you feel there. it had? Do you feel it had a lot to do with? Like, would you find it? It was more about you mentioned in the very beginning. You were comparing yourself to other do you, others. Do you feel it was more about? physique and the way you looked and about comparing yourself to others or was it more about the control for you um I feel like the the body piece right my my body I guess had always been just my sense of identity um so for me it was always about how I was looking yeah right? so if I didn't look if I had if I was like over 60 kilos and I didn't have like, you know, I didn't have my abs and um, just, you know, I yep. just, who would, who would I be? Who would I be if I didn't look a certain way? So I always had that as the motivation, right? Because it was all about how I looked. Like right. that, that was, that was, that was it. That was the main, I guess, source of my motivation to deprive and control my food. Yeah. Right, but do you feel like the way you looked though? Um, because it's all about perception, do you feel like the way you looked? Um, for example, you could could have been the same weight and you could have looked the exact same, but depending on where your mind space was, you know, one day you're looking in the mirror and you're like, you know, ugly and way too fat and really unfit looking, and then if you had a shift in mind that you looked, you know, a really healthy weight and you looked really strong and really fit, like, do you feel that that was part of it as well? Like where your mindset was, or did you look purely at like the numbers on the scale? Uh, Hugely, hugely that, that inner, I call it like the inner health part, right? Like our relationship to ourself 
um, that was the, the, the biggest thing for me to really heal and yeah. to really just get curious about because, you know, there was so many times, you know, I was, I was that girl that no matter how much she changed her body, no, no matter how much weight she lost, no matter how low her body fat percentage was, I was never happy. Yeah, and, that's, that's what I was going to ask is like yeah. um, for people listening who maybe have never had any disorder and, you know, they're listening to this saying, okay, her goal was to just uh, lose weight and be slim and be fit. Like, cool, there's nothing wrong with that. But then when mm-hmm. you were that desired weight that you were wanting and you became mm-hmm. that, you were still in a phase where your relationship with food was still unhealthy and you were still wanting to restrict. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's that, that phrase of saying how we do one thing is how we do everything, right? Mm-hmm. So if we're struggling with some piece around our, our body, our, you know, we're going to be probably struggling with some piece around our food and, and our, and our exercise, like everything is so intertwined and, yeah. I had clients as well that I was noticing that we, you know, had weight loss goals because that generally is the intention when you come to a personal yeah. trainer. I'm here yeah. to lose weight and I'm here to maybe put on muscle. Yeah. But you know, had clients that were losing weight but weren't able to celebrate and acknowledge themselves because they're just like, oh, but I want to lose more weight now. And it's just like, hang on here, like, what is this piece that is missing? Um, and obviously as a personal trainer at the time, um, obviously this is back when I was personal training, I was like, there's something else that is missing, which is again, I guess, how I delved into this whole inner health piece, right? With the health coaching and, and really just getting clear on how fucking important our relationship to ourself is. And I really feel like it's this missing component of, the the fitness industry yes i know the freaking importance of looking you know looking good and feeling good right feeling good and trusting our body and feeling strong a hundred percent but i really good to 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 ourselves it's not about right it's about Mm -hmm. looking good for ourselves but i think more importantly beyond that it's it's feeling good right obviously yes the feeling the feeling good and feeling feeling enough right and that does relate back to those core beliefs feeling sexy like even feeling sexy you don't need to look into a mirror or step on a scale to feel sexy you can just feel sexy so it's it's still it's not saying like oh you shouldn't be happy with the way you look but it's it's about the feeling that you have you should feel attractive you should feel worthy you should feel beautiful but not make that dependent on how you look compared to someone else or how much weight you are or how you know you, how much your abs are showing <laughs> through your skin yeah. or any of <laughs> but that, that. That's, that's the the i guess the time that we are living in right because we can become so fixated on how we look yeah and that, you know, how we look is the the important thing to to be striving towards and like I'm not I I I say that I'm not against weight loss right but I really do feel like I'm against intentional weight loss because just from my own story of of knowing um you know just how how many times clients that have lost the weight and were never happy in my own journey of just always trying to lose the weight and always struggling even though I'd lost the weight just the importance to come back to really you know learning how powerful it is if we can start to love and embrace ourselves as we are now then you know everything falls into place and yes we can get into a consistent routine with exercise and eating well that flows into 
our lifestyle, but if we aren't approaching this this piece within ourselves, right, our our inner health, our self worth, then no matter what we do, we're never going to be happy. <laughs> we're never, yeah. you know, no matter how much we change. Yeah. So you're are you still a personal trainer today? Yeah, yeah, I am. I I came back into the industry um, kind of after probably the, the the biggest the biggest breakdown of my life. Um, uh, I say one of the biggest breakdowns. I've had a, I've had quite a few big kind of <laughs> breakthrough moments in my life. Um, but yeah, for me, that was a couple of years ago when I had actually broken up with my partner. Had this whole kind of period of my life where I was like, "What the fuck am I doing? Who am was this, I?" Was this the same partner you went to London with? It was. It was. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I guess for me, you know, this this was um, someone that you know had had been you know, the love of my life so far. And yeah. I really had wrapped up my identity and self-worth within this relationship. And yeah. to suddenly not have this, I was just like, who am I? Without That's like you were wrapping your identity and self-worth in everything external and not internal. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's been it. it. <laughs> Yep. How said the the disordered eating habits, right? Oh, all, all the journey, yes. Yeah. Like it, it all it all came down to the self worth, this this enoughness. Um, yeah. And yeah, I I was really struggling. It was I was really struggling. I'd moved to Australia to start afresh. You know, this whole bright and shiny future. I'm gonna create. You know, a life um, that I want, and I'm gonna be free and I just was just so lost. I was so lost. I had no idea who the hell I was. Um, and it was a really kind of really one thing after another that kind of just led me back into this, this binge and emotional eating um, hell. And I'd, I'd actually lost a job. I, I got fired from a job. And then wow. I in the health, in the fitness industry? Or? In the fitness industry. <clears throat> yeah, I was actually working at a gym. Um, and it was like abominable kind of what had happened but I was working as a sales consultant in a gym so I was signing people up in a gym and it wasn't the job that I wanted to do but they said that if I kind of came on board as a sales consultant I could look at becoming and doing personal training down the line and that was my my intention I was like you know what I'm going to get back into the fitness industry I'm going to do it it's what I freaking love yeah and yeah, long story short, um, I just started stressing out about the role and they ended up just firing me because I said it wasn't working out. Um, and this was after I was open and honest that I was struggling and it was, it was a bit of a, yeah, bit of a nasty situation. Yeah. But um, I was suddenly in that, that stressed out state of just going, you know, what the hell am I doing and turn yeah. to food in a, in yeah. a huge way. And um, I put on a lot of weight um, at that time and I just remember feeling like just, you know, my life is over, like putting on weight on such a level. I mean, this is, you know, maybe 15 kilos and yes, you know, I, I've never been morbidly obese or, or very, you know, heavy, but for me, I guess, you know, it's all relative and yeah. for me as a personal trainer, putting on 15 kilos was just like the worst thing. I felt like the biggest failure again. Yeah. Um, I was very suicidal, um, was very close to kind of taking my own life. And um, it was a really, really low 
low time in my life. I was just, I just had, I was set a loss. I had, I had no idea what the hell I was going to do. And wow. I came across this course online, which was this holistic health coaching course. And I just had this like soul whispering that I needed to do this course. Yeah. And at the time I was like, you know, the self-talk was just so toxic. And I was like, you know, there's no way that you can become a health coach. You are totally fucked up with your eating. You, yeah. There's no way you can help anyone. But I was just like, just shut up for a minute. Like, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look I'm at this. I'm going to look at this. <laughs> I'm just going to turn down that dial. I'm going to turn down that dial, shut the fuck up. I'm going to jump on and I just decided to do it. And I also decided to go back home right. to um, Nelson and I took some time off um, for myself and went home and lived with my dad. And that was a huge thing for me because, you know, going home yeah. plus 30 years old to your dad, like, again, it was another failure piece. I'm like, who am I going home to live with my dad? Like, yeah. like what the hell again, comparing myself to, you know, my sister and, and right. just everything in that sense. But it, it was the biggest, just the biggest gift that I've ever given myself. Um, because I really just learn about just myself in more ways than I could ever explain. But I connected with such incredible, incredible people on this course. And it was all about really healing your relationship with food yeah. and your body and setting yourself up online to become a health coach, a holistic health coach. An people. online course? It was online. Yeah. 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 It was online. Um, it was through the Health Coach Institute. Huge shout out to the Health Coach Institute, Stacey and Carrie, who are the founders of um, this incredible course. And it's just the most phenomenal course because it's all about community and tribe. And we were working, you know, one-on-one -on -one with other women that are going through and men that are going through the course. And it was a lot of interaction. So it was constantly learning in this interaction kind of phase. and. Um, I ended up going to Dallas, Texas as well. <laughs> Jay, Jay Dallas in Dallas. It was a pretty exciting moment. Um, but that was kind of midway through the training, which was just a big networking event to meet everyone and kind of see, you know, other health coaches that were doing really well within the industry and just getting so freaking excited about like what is possible within, you know, obviously the coaching industry is just, blowing up it is just insane yeah. um yeah with how many people are jumping on board the coaching bandwagon but um yeah. yeah it was just really exciting for me to suddenly have this I would say it was this purpose this new sense of um purpose and just feeling so cool to just help people that were struggling with you know the relationship to themselves and their body yeah and so you're you're still personal training now but how has your approach and the way you do it changed with your clients so for me I am still very you know focused on finding finding exercise that that really suits the individual as well yeah. because I'm a really big believer and I guess just everything that I learned especially around stress and hormones you know um 
the the whole I guess there's a lot of focus around high intensity exercise um within the fitness industry like we always need to smash our bodies in order to get a quote-unquote good workout and a lot of the time if you are going through you know a lot of stress in your life if you are just have um you know issues with your your hormones or you struggle to lose weight or have thyroid issues then you know high intensity exercise is the worst type of exercise for you to be doing And for me, incorporating and getting back into um, exercise, um, because I actually really burnt myself out last year from just overworking and the whole approach um, with just, you know, if I've got clients that kind of have this adrenal fatigue burnout, is this getting back into this low intensity exercise. And it's like, it's a lit, a lit style of approach. So I'm, I'm very passionate about like looking at what, an individual is going through within their life and just finding out a little bit about that before I it's like lit or like light like light your soul light up your soul yeah yeah <laughs> light up your life I, I call I call it lit lit is lit, lit is fuck lit is fuck so everything's just fuck. af everything's yeah. af <laughs> I swear atrociously and, and because obviously I've kind of just <laughs> connected with you I don't want to be uh <laughs> swearing <laughs> consistently but yeah I'm quite the passionate swearer. Yeah. <laughs> Just what are some common misconceptions that people, um, I guess, who never experienced an eating disorder, like, you know, some judgments or assumptions that a lot of people make that aren't actually true? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, I would say, I think a lot of the time, some, like when someone doesn't hasn't struggled with an eating disorder, um, like obviously speaking from experience, but the the actual effect on um, just like your mental mental and emotional health, um, and how much that kind of correlates to to every area of your life. But like you know, eating disorders, well, eaters, eating disorders shouldn't be taken lightly. I guess that's kind of where I'm going, going with that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because, you know, an eating disorder, it's just like, you know, you eat you eat too much food or like, you know, like you're making yourself sick. You're a fucking idiot. Like, what are you doing? Like, you know, you shouldn't make yourself sick. Like, that's just yeah. stupid. Yeah. And it's this, this misconception of um, really just understanding that, you know, an eating disorder is a, is an, is a mental illness in right. a sense, right? And... Mental, mental health is obviously something that is hugely talked about a lot more. I think it's a really important movement that, um, you know, this whole, are you okay? You know, just getting better at talking about what is going on for us. Yeah. Um, but this, this, this correlation to, yeah, to, to eating disorders without, with the whole mental health element is just, it's just so huge. And, I really think just, you know, anyone that, that doesn't, hasn't suffered with an eating disorder. Um, yeah, just, it's just that whole really having compassion on, um, the, the people that have, you know, that yeah. have struggled and are struggling yeah. because it, it takes, it takes your life. Um, yeah. and sometimes, you know, it, like it obviously leads to even people that have taken their life. And obviously, you know, there's so many, 
so many different types of eating disorders from anorexia, you know, all the way up to the other end of binge eating disorder and bulimia. Um, and orthorexia, like it's, yeah. it's really complex. It's a really complex. Yeah. Um, and I feel situation. like that's, that's a good one to talk about as well, because for the fitness industry, there are so many people who become obsessive, not only with the food part of like eating clean, but they become obsessed, um, obsessive with like the exercise as well, which you can call like obsessive exercising. Mm. But that whole like category, it, and it's like this this fine line between like what's healthy and what are you passionate about, and then like what are you obsessive about? And what I always question is like, are your intentions and are your actions and thoughts are they coming from a place of love or fear? Like, mm. are you going to the gym from a place of fear because you're yes. scared to be fat or because you're scared to not be loved if you don't look a certain way? Or are you coming from a place of love because you love the way working out makes you feel? And, you know, are you, are you working out to the point where you feel like, like so exhausted and tired to the point where you can't do anything else after the gym productive with your day? Or are you exercising so you rejuvenate your body and you gain more energy from it so you're, you know, ready to fucking conquer the world and, and yeah and put in energy into your relationships and other things that matter that just aren't only focused on your physique or, or just all about you, you know, it's what are your intentions with the gym and, and how do you feel afterwards? And, and what is your priority of getting out of, you know, your fitness or your, or your food as well? I love, yeah, I love that you brought up the word intention because it is so, so powerful and so needed. And it's something that I start off all of my classes right. with, um, is this intention, this intention, yeah. like setting, your, setting an intention for yourself today, you know, how are you wanting to feel and really tuning into, you know, why you are here? Because a lot of the time, just showing up at the gym is, you know, and in, like can be can be an intention, right? Just showing up. Sometimes that's exactly. all it, it takes. Exactly. Um, but yeah, you're really right in the sense of just that that approach of like if we are doing exercise to take back control of, you know, quote unquote being bad with our food, then exercise is gonna feel like a punishment. And that's not yeah. fucking enjoyable, is it? And no. that's where we create you know just not liking exercise because if, if I think if you say that you you don't like exercise then you're probably feeling like you need to use it as punishment because you feel like you need to lose weight and it's just so important to yeah. really look at that intentional piece like you know how can you create an empowered intention for yourself rather than feel like you know you need to exercise because you know you've eaten cake or <laughs> Or, you know, whatever, whatever it is. Avocados on toast. (laughs) 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 Gotta love me some Evo. (laughs) Too much Evo. (laughs) But I like what you said before as well is is finding um, what movement for the individual works. And it 100% depends on how stressed they are in their life, how much sleep they've gotten, even just on that, that day, the night before, how much sleep they've gotten, how stressed they are at their work their hormone levels, thyroid levels, whatever, like, yeah, hit training. I'm so glad you brought that up is so bad for so many people. And I remember I used to be really into hit training when it first came out, these like grit classes at Les Mills. Yes. And, yeah. and I was a fireball. Like I, yeah. 
like <laughs> not to brag but I was good at it like I, yeah. I was competing with everyone in the class and I was just it's a good like, feeling it's a good yeah. feeling when you're just like smashing it you're just like fuck yeah I'm unstoppable <laughs> it was so fun at the time but then afterwards like I do it in the morning <laughs> And for the rest of the day, I was just like, mm. oh my God, I feel like crap. Like two hours afterwards, mentally, I just had brain fog. Like I couldn't yeah. be productive. And then I'd get so hungry from it. I was like, holy shit. Like I, I just <laughs> never being, yeah. I was like, this is this never is satiated. Not, exactly. Never satiated. And I was yeah. like, this is not yeah. a healthy cycle. Like to work out to the point where I can't mentally focus anymore. And then when I like mm. slowly start feeling better, I get like so hungry to the point, like <laughs> I'm never yeah. full. And then I just get yeah. on repeat and then I'm always sore and, and like, look like going to the classes, I was nervous and I was never like, Oh, I'm so excited to do this. I was like, Oh, I have to do this. Cause I want to be mm -hmm. really fit. Whereas mm. like, yeah, finding something. And then, and then eventually I just cut all the hit training out. I was just like, not me yeah. anymore. Like I'll do it once in a blue moon if a friend bribes yeah. me to go with them. But other than that, it is not my preference and it's not my choice. Mm. It doesn't serve and this is a, yeah. And that's, that's so important as well, right? Like really getting curious around what your body is saying, especially yeah. around your energy. Cause that is a huge piece of the work I do, I guess, in the sense of health coaching, right? Getting curious around what foods are actually giving you energy and taking yeah. away and the same can be applied with with exercise like people what, it's like what yeah what stuff actually nourishes you what is giving you energy yeah. um because like our bodies are just so freaking smart and powerful and it's it's a choice right we have a choice every single yeah. day to really have that intuitive approach and really so unique as well it's going to be so oh, different and they change and yeah, they change exactly. as well like, get it? you're like yes i know what i need and then you're like yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah intuition yeah the relationship with your body is is so important but mm. like what you said with with food and with fitness it's it's the same i'd say apply that to life like what job is giving you energy and what job is draining you what people do you hang out with what friends do you have that you feel drain your energy and what friends do you have feel that give you energy and make you feel better you want to apply mm. that to every single aspect of your life if you're wanting to live a good life if you're wanting you know energy or if you're wanting to feel like crap all the time that's your job. yeah yeah 100 percent yeah. And it's that, yeah, that, that choosing, yeah, I guess I call it like your empowered story, right? Because I think we can get really caught up in the, the, the lack or, you know, the fear or that kind of victim, you know, mindset. Yeah. Um, when we, you know, when you struggle with, uh, I guess, you know, that whole body, body food piece, this, this all or nothing mindset, I feel is a really big one at place right because we always feel like we've got to be functioning on like or doing everything and if we're not doing everything it's like you kind of set yourself up for for failure right um it's perfectionism right yeah there it is the perfectionism card which is yeah definitely a big big piece yeah and for people who are listening who don't work out or their relationship with exercise like if you know, they, they don't enjoy it. And they're just like, you know, working out just isn't for me. It's all about, it's working out and fitness doesn't always have to mean like you have to sign up to a gym and walk into this concrete building and throw heavy things around. Like it can <laughs> simply mean finding, and it's so important to find something that feels good for you to move. And that yes. can 
just swimming in the ocean. That can be taking a walk in the forest. That can be rolling around on your living room floor. Like, like mm. fitness doesn't have to look like what the fitness industry makes, no. makes it look like because the fitness industry wants your money. So like, you know, that's why we pay to go to the gym and we pay for a personal trainer, but you don't yeah. always need to put put you know the money into it or or you know buy the lululemon pants or the activewear like fucking just be naked and dance in your bedroom like that's all uh, it feels good just do a hundred percent the feeling good right the feeling good and it's just asking yourself like what lights you up like what do you enjoy what do you enjoy to do yeah it's and I believe, so- that, I believe that everyone has something so for people who are listening who who just really don't like exercise and they don't have fun, it's, it's just know that you haven't found it yet what you enjoy the most, what your body feeds, feeds off of, what your body loves to do. Because I do believe every single person in the world, there is some form of movement in your body that you enjoy and it's going to be completely different for every single person and you need to allow mm. yourself to find that. Agree. Agree. Wow. Hugely. Because we're not going to be able to create consistency doing the things that bore us that or that we hate or that we feel like we need to, right? If we feel like if we're needing and shitting all over ourselves, then it's really easy to become blocked and become just resistant. And, and then not you know, like your, and then feel like a failure as well. Like, oh, I should be doing this. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, doing the things that we love is going to help us create the consistency and when we have that consistency with these movement practices that make us feel good we're going to start noticing the effects and how that actually makes us feel better and we're going to be more motivated to do it more exactly why do you want to do anything that doesn't feel good anyway why waste your time (laughs) right we're here to feel good feel good people we are it's very important to adopt that belief too Mm. that'll change your life and one last thing I want to touch on is what are some things people can do to help those who are currently struggling with an eating disorder? And what are some things that aren't helpful or that makes people with an eating disorder feel more alone? Sure. No. Um, do you know, I feel like the biggest, the biggest piece um, that I can really share is just rejecting the diet mentality as, as number, number one importance um it's been a a key piece um for my healing and definitely a big piece of um i guess kind of the work that i do with with the health coaching clients and it definitely does feed into this intuitive eating kind of backbone right um which is all about really learning and getting curious around you know what our bodies are telling ourselves and it's it's this um this remembering just the diet mentality is everywhere you know we we have been conditioned a lot I think as as humans to feel like we need to be on a diet or you know we we label foods as good and bad and there's a lot of pressure um in this day and age to you know always be healthy because we all know the benefits of of eating healthy and 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 all of that but I think it can become kind of like there's so much information out there with nutrition and you know so many people struggling with this 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 food and body piece that you can really understand and see why because it's just everywhere so yeah rejecting the diet mentality I know that is a really really hard thing to do 
when you are struggling with your relationship to food, but just just know that it's just something that that needs to be delved into and, it, and it's this curiosity approach um, because I feel if you're struggling with your relationship to food there's a lot of self-judgment and a lot of self-hatred and you know you'll be beating yourself up for this whole kind of quote-unquote failure yeah so I always say um, really look at how you can replace judgment with curiosity with your eating because this helps you, for one, just kind of take back control of this judgment, beating yourself up. Because when we're in these kind of downward spirals, yeah. you just get further and further down. And, and that doesn't serve you or do anything to, to help you really start changing, you know, how you are approaching your relationship to food. So just know the power of curiosity. Really start getting curious around the reasons for why you may be eating um and yeah i really just encourage you know so you know you're struggling with your relationship to food just to know just the the power of of your words um and i always say you know your words are your your medicine and how we talk to ourselves, um especially around food and you know when we're struggling with with food and our, our body just really getting curious around how you're talking to yourself yeah. you know our, our stories our, our beliefs are just are everything and if we can't create awareness around how we are treating ourselves um then we're not going to be able to make you know changes to steer us out of you know what it is that we're going through yeah um and the backbone of this really is this this it is you know the self self-love and really coming back into just knowing that we are worthy of our own health and happiness. Yeah. Because I think a lot of the time when, you know, people are struggling with this eating disorder, no matter kind of what, you know, framework of whether it's the, the anorexia to the binging to the bulimia, you know, the beliefs around ourselves that we're not worthy of, of feeling, you know, healthy and, and happy and deserving yeah um yeah so yeah this 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 curi curiosity approach to to all of that the 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 self-talk how you're talking to yourself um really getting curious around maybe the reasons for why you are behaving the way you are replacing that judgment piece with the curiosity yeah and looking at how you can really just reject this um this diet mentality because it, it really is you know the the big piece that is this feeding and creating how toxic relationship to yeah food exactly. in the first place and what are what are things that other people can do who aren't struggling struggling with an eating disorder themselves but know someone that is what are some things that they can do just to be supportive for someone who is for someone they know who's struggling with an eating disorder sure um i feel that listening and just being of support um for someone that is like struggling um is such a a big a big thing um a lot of the time i think it's very easy to to kind of be like oh you should you should do that or you need to do that and you know i appreciate that you want to help your your loved one that is kind of going through this 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 hell but i think it's just so so important just to really give someone space 
to, to really open up and kind of share if they can about what is going through and uh, what they're going through. Um, because, you know, eating disorders are so varied and it, it is different for, for everyone. And I really do believe, you know, in the sense of just therapy, coaching, counseling, energy work, um, somatic work, like yeah. it, it's, it's going to, it's going to be different for, for everyone. So really just, um, yeah, just offering your support and asking them, you know, where they feel like, you know, maybe they're more steered into one particular area. Yeah. Um, I think yeah, it's really just, important as well as I think a lot of, um, problem or the common feeling with a lot of people within eating disorder whether they know it or not is that they feel alone and that is yeah. for anyone who's you know a compulsive exerciser or orthorexic you know obsessed with eating clean or they tend to restrict or they binge eat or they're bulimic or whatever like I feel mm -hmm. like a lot of people who have those sort of things just feel alone so mm -hmm. it's creating a kind of a community vibe a tribe you know hashtag yes. squad yeah. or whatever yeah. But, yeah. Like, yeah. But, but really really intimate deep vulnerable and valuable relationships with other people even if it's just one person that can help but not mm -hmm. not going to the bar after work on Friday and drinking alcohol with other people like you know it's, some true authentic relationships with people that you know that these people care about you and that these people respect you and that they love you and vice versa and I think that is first and foremost the most important thing for yeah. for anything that anyone's struggling with though not just you know eating disorders for anything I feel like a lot of people in our society today just feel alone and isolated and yeah, finding, finding the importance and the value of intimate, vulnerable relationships um, mm -hmm. needs to be recognized. Mm, yeah. It's so beautiful. I, I really agree with that. And it's, I think it really is that whole being seen, isn't mm -hmm. it? Like allowing yourself to be seen in a, a space where maybe there are other people that are going through what you're going through and just really being, just, yeah, that, that remembrance that, you, that you're not alone. That's just the biggest, huge, huge piece when you're struggling with an eating disorder is just feeling like you're the only one that is going through this. Yeah. Um, so, and yeah. what helped you, you said, was that online course. And were there other people on there who were struggling with eating disorders themselves? Yeah, there was definitely a lot, a lot of um, women um, throughout the, the course that struggle with this emotional eating element and the the founder of the health coaching certificate um also had a kind of emotional eating um binge eating background as well and it's it's, it's a huge it's a huge field um this this you know binge eating body image distortion um so many women suffer with just you know their relationship to themselves their body and then food like this you're not alone if, if you are struggling with, with this piece. Like there's just so many women out there that, um, yeah, that really do struggle and it's just was that coming first, to. Yeah. Was that the first time for you on, on that online course that you felt that you could like really open up to other people who really understood you? Yeah. yeah. Hugely. And it was so, been. so freaking healing, um, yeah. to really be in that space, but to really share, um, yeah, my, my own story. And, and, and it's just 
so so powerful like we all have our stories we all you know have a journey and when we're able to really open up and um and express that you know there really is such a, a healing that takes place it really is yeah mm. yeah oh so important so good yeah yeah, yeah. thank you so much for coming on the You're podcast so welcome thank you so much for having me yeah. so exciting so exciting no problem <laughs> If people want to get in touch with you and I don't know, just send you a message. Um, how do they get in touch with you? Um, they can jump on my website. My website is the jdellisway.com. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's probably the best. Right. Perfect. I will link that up in the show notes. So people can awesome. Great. Yeah, Thank amazing. you so much. So awesome to chat to you. Yeah, you too. Have a good evening. Cool. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> you too. Bye. All right. Bye.